Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. I've only booked one flight with Frontier and I got fucked. They like when going into Vegas from Denver and they like canceled the flight and they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. we can't get you on anything else until for like two more days. And I was like, two wow. more days. Um, I, my company ended up, I went through my travel agent through my company and they were like, okay, no, we're going to find you another flight. And they found me something else. But um, my ex, this was years ago, but my ex, he literally rented a car with like a Swedish family who needed to get back to Denver to get their flight back overseas. Yeah. And so he drove <laughs> the family that he just met and they were lovely, but they, he was, but they were by the time, like the first flight they could get him out was two days. And he's like, I'll be home by then. So we're just going to drive. And they did, they, they took turns, the husband, the wife and him and, and made it from Vegas to, um, to Denver in like one day, basically it was pretty good. Yeah. So. And the whole time they're singing the wheels on the bus go Bjork, Bjork, mm. Bjork, 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 Bjork. I was, was going to say, you know, I'm sure they were nice. Why do you but... laugh at that joke? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a Swedish chef yeah, joke, fucker. That's what I, that's my, amazing. I was making the joke too. It's like, yeah, they must be nice, but like three days of fish, fish, You know, this is what happens. <laughs> Who picked these books this month? Todd, this is yes. what happens when we get to an entire month of this stupid fucking character. Lena's All right, let's, 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 let's talk about this experiment for a minute. No, I, no what? Let's we got to do that first. after we talk about we'll, we'll this. We'll do a sort of after. Okay. And we will record it. It will be part of this. It will be entertaining. I am right. sure of it. I'm sure. <laughs> but... Yes. We will do it after we discuss this book. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We are here with our last book of Aquaman Month. This is Peter David, book one of Aquaman, um, also uh, as illustrated by Walt Disney himself. Um, we have with us... No one else laughed at that joke. I fucking thought I'd get something out of it. What? I wasn't paying attention no to you. It was, from the, it was from the Prince Eric joke earlier. It was oh. Prince Eric joke. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. She just admitted tuning me out, so that's how it goes. Um, so we have surprised? tuning me out. We have Lena tuning me out. We have Todd tuning me out. We have Adam. If they were yes. paying attention, they would say hi now, but they will not. Hi. I said something. What up? <laughs> Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? So this week's drink is called the Mind Eraser. And for those you know who don't know, maybe you don't actually on the podcast, is that I do write a little blurb about every single drink that I make. And I send it to Brian. Brian, I've never actually read my blurb on air but I will do so now. This book is horrible. There are no redeeming qualities about it. All you can do is make this drink over and over and over again until you forget about it. So the mind eraser is you're going to take an old fashioned glass, uh, fill it with ice. Uh, You're going to take a spoon and over the back of the spoon. So you layer it. You're going to add two ounces of vodka, two ounces of coffee liqueur, two ounces of club soda. You will drink and repeat. Okay. (laughs) It just got quiet. All right. So I will start. Actually, I'm going to drinking game. That's right. Yes. I have my drinking game. I'm going to start with my drinking game because I have a Yay. feeling people are going to steal it. Finally, an Aquaman who talks to fish. <laughs> <laughs> when Aquaman actually fucking finally talks to a fish, take a drink. Adam, what's your uh, drinking game rule? Uh, mine's called Biff Bang Pow. Every single time this reminds you of the classic 66 Batman and you feel like there should be like special effects like when he punches something or something happens, it should say Biff Bang Pow. Yeah, it also has a lot of like Hanna-Barbera Justice League mixed mm-hmm. in there a bit as well, especially stylistically. It, it has that. Uh, Lena, what is your drinking game rule? Mullet. Every time you notice his hair more than anything else, take a drink. <laughs> Okay, and Mr. Todd. Mine's a bit similar to Lena's. It's like, is um, long hair. Can't you tell I'm depressed? I have long hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 90s. If I have long hair, I must be moody and brooding. Yeah, I'm Fabio. Yeah. Fabio or, or uh, Ethan Hawke in Reality Bites. Um, although okay, I've been moving forever. He's way better than this shit. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, go at him. Oh, I was going to unleash Fury, oh. but uh, we. we <laughs> no, unleash, un- unleash. <laughs> Release the I kraken. I wasn't ready for that. 
I thought I was going to be the only one like raging for anything this month. So you know what, Brian? The floor is yours. Oh, no, no. When I was going to unleash Fury, I was going to say, Lena, what are your thoughts? Finish this book. Somebody else talk. And if that doesn't tell you enough, here's what I got out of it. He has long hair. He -hmm. looks like Kip Winger and Mm -hmm. Billy Ray Cyrus had a baby. Still boring as fuck. He does talk to fish, and this looks like a comic strip from 1962. So, and this is very go. much like get to the chopper. I can't do. I can't yeah, do my background. <laughs> Damn it, I can't do my background. This is not a Zoom. You don't have a Zoom printer. There it is. He looks like... That's a great picture. (laughs) He looks like a Prince Eric. Mm -hmm. Uh, He looks like... um, Like, he's even checking his scar. Like... Check stick scars. Wait, checking his scar with a seashell compact mirror. (laughs) Are we fucking kidding right now? Are we kidding? I can't. I just... Don't read these books. They're terrible. Everything about Aquaman is terrible. I don't care if you like Jason Momoa. I love him too, but not in this shit. Fuck everything. Aquaman, Raj was right. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've said my piece. <laughs> we're, we're just going to have a bumper sticker that just says Raj was right. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on sale on the web on funnybooksandfirewater.com for 99 cents. <laughs> You know, I would set up the store just to see how popular those became. Just out of curiosity. (laughs) Raj was right. (laughs) So, yes, uh, that's my fury. Um, I will have more when we do our little postmortem at the end of this episode on this entire grand experiment. I think it's a great experiment. I also like how all the Inuit have like bright red faces because that's not racist. Oh, I yeah, I also noticed. Not I think wasn't it, it wasn't it the last week's book where they referred to them as Eskimos, and I'm like, oh yeah, that doesn't hold up. Uh, I think it was this week's book too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just went around. They just went around giving everyone kisses <laughs> with their noses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is this is the only book of because I I wasn't a big fan for most of the month. But I did, again, there were some I did enjoy. Uh, but this is the one that I got about a hundred pages in, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like I was gonna sit down and power through it on Thursday night, um, and I couldn't. And that's why when we're like, "Can we record?" You know, later in the day or Saturday, I was like, "Please," because I, I can't do this all in one go. Like normally, I can go through a book that's long, be totally fine with it. I just I couldn't. I stopped it halfway through the first six issues, and the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, "So I get the fact that they were maybe trying to be." goofy right that's okay let's let's have something fun let's go back to the classic aquaman let's make it silly but then the problem with that though is it was like it took itself way too seriously it was like if scooby-doo was doing scooby-doo stuff and then trying to solve like a real murder mystery with like jack the ripper and like everything was bloody and gory and stuff that's what it felt like it's like it couldn't decide what it wanted to be and because it couldn't decide that it just meandered in multiple directions at once it was like someone with a lazy eye like the eyes going both directions and it's really hard to follow um Uh, wait but adam just to be clear technically there was a Scooby-Doo episode like that, but it was the crossover with Supernatural, and oh, was it was it? amazing. <laughs> well, I was meaning like, like really, I didn't know that. I've, I've never seen yes. that episode. Season 13, I forget what episode. It's called Scooby-Natural. Everyone should watch it. It is the best episode of Supernatural ever. <laughs> okay, but, that's it. No, you're fine. It just, I, I, was Wasn't this supposed to be like a era re- when um, Artemis... He goes Artemis got is um, addicted to heroin. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I mean Speedy got addicted to heroin, like uh, the Green Land or the Green Arrows yeah, sidekick. Uh, that was that wasn't that Artemis. Oh, maybe that is that. No, that was earlier than this. That, okay, that was like that was eighties. Um, okay, that was either seventies or eighties. I want to say it was eighties though, because uh, I I think Nancy Reagan was like all pro him having that sort of thing. And yeah, anyway, the thing actually, I just looked it up to verify, and I thought I was right, and I I was. Um, is <laughs> shut. Um, as uh, it felt like they started this book being like, you know what? I love that old Aquaman cartoon, and I love the style of Super Friends. And you know, we have a bunch of you know kids who are you know Gen Xers who were raised on you know seven. 70s and early 80s cartoons they'll fucking love this shit and they started the first year of it and then pulp fiction came out and they went oh fuck we got to become gritty and tried to somehow intermix those two because of course i looked it up this book the first issues came out in 1994 and 
and Pulp Fiction came out in 1994. So. Oh, and so did Spawn. Like the, again, this is why there is there's no excuse for shitty art like this because we've been at this point in time we know what good art and comics looks like. It doesn't have to be like the the three color. We still have shitty art today, but it's like it doesn't feel like this. This again it feels like the 70s comic and. And maybe it was like, hey, we're going to live off nostalgia, like you said, Brian, from Gen X. But if you're going to have shitty art, at least have a good story. Like, do something well. I Don't yeah. give me dialogue like, hey, dolphin girl of my wet dreams, hold up. I'll give you a tour of the city. I I, I literally cringe when I like I was sitting next to Clark reading it, and I was like, oh, my fucking God. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. So, <clears throat> and that was the point where I almost put the book down. But then I was like, I've got, yeah, that I was like, right after I started up again. And I was like, I was like, I almost got to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to finish it. But then I did not review. I did not finish it, so it's my own personal take on that. But yeah, it was. I would have liked to have said we went off with a bang at the end, like maybe if we would have switched the books up and read the first book last. But I'm tired of reading. I don't know. If I read, I don't know if I I'm tired. I've lost anymore. my will to live. I've read too much Aquaman. Okay. And I'm already worn out because of the season. It's the middle of as we record this. We're prepping for Black Friday at work, so oh. like it's already crazy right now. So I don't need extra stress and tiredness in my life. Yeah, uh, Mr. Todd, what are your thoughts? So this is book. Number five in our grand experiment. And I honestly think reading of these five books, this is the first author to actually like Arthur Curry as a character. The other two really felt like they were in on the joke. Well, the first one, you, you, reading with Jeff Johns is like, I'm going to make Arthur Curry Buckman badass. Watch me make this character badass. I'm not saying he likes the character, but he took it as a project. Dan Abnett says, oh, I'll just do a remix of what he did. And then we had Kelly Sue DeConnick going, I guess I got my foot in the door. I'm writing Aquaman, but I don't want to write Aquaman. Let me kill him. And let me see if I can do something else with the trappings. And I'm really going to do a Greek gods kind of story. Well, I'm also writing this uh, Wonder Woman Historia Greek god story. So it's that's the vibe I'm in. So that seems to be the Kelly Sue DeConnick. And then last week we read Kurt Busick's Sword in the Stone retelling going, we killed Aquaman because I'm going to write someone who has the same name but is not the guy. So we have Days of Our Lives. And this one, it's we're going full Arthur Curry of who he is. And he kind of likes the guy. I will also say this guy puts him to the most hell of any of the other characters. Sometimes some of the challenges is what actually happens around him, but happening to him, this one does the most. I mean, he gets his uh, mind raped, for the lack of a better term. Uh, piranhas eat his hand, his girlfriend loses her face, and trying to figure out if everything else is going on, he um, is really just absolutely put through the ringer, and he's depressed about it, and Aqualad, which is a hilarious name, I don't know how that's ever awesome, not awesome. <laughs> uh, he says, hey, the cave. <laughs> yeah, the Aqua Cave is like, dude, leave me alone. It's like, if you wanted to be left alone, you would not have been here. So obviously, I came here because I knew you'd find me here, so come on, quit your bitching. He goes to Superboy, gives him a rough and tumble, and floods the base, right? Yeah. Floods the yes. base. I mean, he actually does shut in this more so than any other book. More things happen, and more things happen to him and against him, and it's character movement. The guy loses his hand and it keeps going. He actually grows out his hair, he grows his beard, but it's something that happens and changes. He loses his hand is with Peter David, there is a visual arc that's so often in comics as time goes by, it's like, if I reorder the issues, can I tell just visually? And you can't. With this one, it is completely obvious and it was stuff going through here. I think this had the most forethought and planning than any of the other books. The execution, meh. It was the 90s. I mean, this is when we thought that Rob Liefeld was amazing. So, I mean, I've never thought Rob Liefeld was amazing, but that's just me. So. Many people did. No, they're so, wrong. <laughs> but for the era, in its own way, I didn't love this book, but I think the writer loves this character. But I think this was the only writer that did. Yeah, I would go with that because this is like the only one that made the character Aquaman. Like it wasn't trying, like you said, it wasn't trying to pretend to be something else. It wasn't trying to reinvent him. It did move his story forward. And, you know, I think one of the one of the more classic pictures of Aquaman I can think of actually is him with the the spear for the hand so for this era and whatnot right so this yeah. one is this one has more character development than the other four combined yeah. so it still doesn't a, change the fact you shouldn't read it but i do agree with you 100 that this did have someone who did care for the character i'm not sure why but they actually did like you said invest time into making him mature and grow in the story so i'll give it that i will 100 give it that 
So as it goes through. So I mean, and there I haven't read there's book two of Peter David's run and whatnot. But as it's going through, it's stuff's happening, things moving, the situation is changing. And he's a ornery asshole this whole time. But that's fine. And he's not trying to be anything else. And he keeps standing back up again. So that's what's interesting to watch here. And that's why this was the best book of the five. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's a thought. Um, I'm just going to leave that there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thought. Uh, Okay, well, there's an opinion out there, so. (laughs) Sure, of course. I I mean, you guys like, never mind. I can't argue against it, but I also can't say I fully agree with it. I, you know, like, your your logic is sound. Uh, I I will say that, um, I don't know, though. Like, I think that there is something particular about most comics that came out in the 90s that don't resonate with me personally. Like, I just have most comics from that era I do not find terribly interesting. Um, And I can't point to a reason why. I just don't. Um, So, whatever reason that is. But uh, why don't we do grades, and then we will discuss the grand experiment and our findings. Uh, Wasn't this the same era that, like, they killed Superman in? Yes. Right? This is that, you know, them killing Superman. This is, uh, yeah, this was, like, sort of big attempts to make money. I mean, this is also the the rise of the direct market so that you had like specific mm. comic book stores. So like it, this is like a big change in the comic book industry. Um I would probably venture to say maybe for the worse to a certain extent. Didn't Marvel go bankrupt around this time? I believe so, yeah. That's, that's where they sold off a bunch of rights to movies and shit like that. That's where they could stay afloat. Yeah, and like you also I mean, this is where you had like a lot of events and a lot of, you know, you started doing multiple covers to try to get I mean, it was people were mainly collecting comics collecting- because because of like, crazy. yeah, it was like it was an, inv- an attempt at investments. Um, you know, as people started actually cashing in their old issues and uh, old com- uh, baseball cards and going, oh shit, this stuff's worth something. And then people thinking, well, if I buy something now, by the time I retire, it'll be worth something. Probably not as much as you think it is. But that being said, uh, Todd, what is your grade for this week? It's a B. Okay. Mr. Adam. Uh, D for don't. Okay. Um, I will give it a, uh, I'll give it a C and Madam Fury. C minus again, boring, (laughs) stupid. Don't waste your time. Okay. So post-mortem on our grand uh, Aquaman experiment. Question one, would this have worked if it was like, or would this have been more interesting and enjoyable if it was a different character? Well, let's say, what was this experiment? Let's lay that out okay. first. So the experiment was to try to read the same character as interpreted by three different creative teams. Mainly, specifically, we were focused on authors. Uh, but I think we also picked a character that we didn't know anything about. So we were all kind of going in blind. blind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And didn't also have anything else to sort of compare him to, or at least all had a sort of a, an identical touchstone. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all of that being said, do we think that this would have worked in a different, uh, like, I don't know, if we'd done it as Batman, would it have been a better experiment? Yes. 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 Okay. Because also I think, you know, pretty much everyone in the world knows who Batman is. They may not be as familiar with the character, but they know Bruce Wayne, they know the Batmobile, the Joker, mm-hmm. that's kind of ingrained in our psyche, uh, especially here in, in the U.S. with like the movies, the Chris Nolan movies and stuff. Uh, but with Aquaman, the only thing you really think of is either one Jason Momoa or mm-hmm. you think of the guy who fucks fish. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's literally like the joke, the Aquaman joke. I mean, even like in, in Kevin Smith movies, they'd be joking about Aquaman. Yeah. Because um, he is that. He just, no one really cares. And if you do like Aquaman, I'm sorry that you're wrong. But, you know, it's we all have our flaws. You know, I've got mine. Like liking Disney Plus. I love Disney Plus. Go. Your daughter's uh, upstairs watching Disney Plus right now, <laughs> fucker. I know. <laughs> and I stand by that statement. But, you know, so I think taking a different character would have made it more interesting. I mean, Batman, uh, and there's been all different versions of that. They went back, they even went back and redid did like this Batman 66 series for a while. You yeah. Know? You could uh-huh. do like Batman versus like them Batman versus like Alien and Predator. They have a Batman 1989, mm-hmm. you know, book. So you the character is has grown and evolved much as everyone else has. And even you could say even Aquaman has grown and evolved into new forms and stuff. But sure. because there is that familiarity that would have that has like a built-in interest right away. Like I would love to go back. I, I think we already did um like when we did Death of the Family, when we did Arkham Asylum, like there's all kinds of yeah. really cool takes on that that would have drawn me in much better. Yeah, I mean the other thing well does anybody else have any thoughts on that that question before I go on? Nope. Looking at it the well so what a different character. I really like the idea 
Yeah, and I did pick Aquaman because I didn't know, right? Yeah. I didn't know the character. When I say I didn't know, I didn't know the character. Let's see what five different writers takes on this character and does it give you a more rounded version of where the character was versus where the character may be currently? And what do we think of the character? And would it challenge preconceived notions? Because mm-hmm. Adam was saying, well, I like this popular character because he's pop- he's been popular and he's great because he's popular in some ways. And finding, well, why? And what what makes it about that character that the, here's this brooding character with a lot of money that beats up people and gets away with it? What makes Batman so much better than Aquaman? I mean, talk about that. But it's, I mean, Aquaman's been around for 80 years at this point, 70 years, something like that. So he's still around and he's still, I mean, he doesn't have a book at the moment, but he's still a presence. He made a billion dollars at the box office. And so there's some level of popularity there. So, okay. I I have a thought about that. I don't necessarily know if there is. I don't know if like you can sort of look back at certain superheroes uh-huh. and point out like when they were like at their peak in popularity from either comics or whatever. Because what sure. part of the question I was asking myself was we have picked a character that is, we'll say maybe B list, maybe C list. Yeah. Does that make a difference? But the, the, then I start thinking about Iron Man, where Iron Man, the film, like he was a C. I mean, most people don't realize that who are fans of the Marvel franchises, he was a C list character. However, uh, yeah. However, yeah, though, Robert Downey Jr. Well, there's that they 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 were able to, but also though he was actually very popular in the '60s as an antihero. Like he did have a big peak there, and then he also had uh, some some darker elements to him. I can't think of historically pointing to it and saying, "Oh yeah, kids in the '40s fucking loved Aquaman." I don't know that. Like I know of him from uh, like I, yeah, I, I only really know of him from the Justice League cartoon. And is it really just they needed a character? to fill out the the action figure line or maybe like yeah. i don't know i, I just I, i'm trying to think i mean i'm sure i'm wrong i'm sure someone will be like oh yes there was a very popular thing but it's like a lot of superheroes ebb and flow in popularity i have never seen an ebb from aquaman really but That's they've fair. been trying like crazy with oh yeah made the same statement with wonder woman i think i think wonder woman is probably at one of her more popular points right now since her inception she was popular when she was first conceived and then I think she uh, had her own show in the 70s. That's true. Yeah, 70s, sure. 80s. But, and she also was a really strong um uh uh symbol for uh the women's liberation movement as well. So she's had her points in time. Yeah, and, and, and down, the comics have never been strong sellers. Except for yeah. They never have. Yeah. I mean, they're they're trying to do it. She's of a similar age as Superman, and yet she's 300 issues behind. Yeah. Because it goes for years at a time without a Wonder Woman title. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, 99% of that. Oh, good. All right. So, yeah, she does have peaks in it. But what's interesting with the pointing at, and there's been some runs that say, oh, this runs pretty good. But if you say, what's the like quintessential Wonder Woman? I don't think there's a quintessential Aquaman. At least we didn't read one. Yeah. I, don't think I mean, for me, Wonder Woman would be the Hicketia. Yeah. That was fantastic. So that was three issues. Yeah. So that was three issues, right? But with that said, though, Todd, when you talk about women superheroes, it yeah. isn't surprising that they don't get as much, uh, they don't get as many issues or as popular or anything. Because look at right. the backlash that you've seen with with the MCU when it comes to any of the like women superheroes, with the exception of um, what the fuck's her name, Black Widow, because Black Widow was a very you know sexualized character whereas everyone right. hated captain marvel who was not about that shit at all <laughs> my issue with the captain marvel movie is the character had no arc black widow did something i didn't see the black widow movie but the captain marvel movie is a character yeah, had no arc <laughs> the thing about captain <laughs> the thing about captain marvel's book the or a uh, movie that i like is i do like the idea of a um, an origin story where the character is learning of their own own origin at the same time sure you know what i mean like as a flashback i think that's an interesting way of doing about it and so i think from a from a technical standpoint as far as the story goes i think there's something very unique and interesting about captain marvel i also think that one of the potential issues with captain marvel is that as talented as i think brie larson is as an actress i don't think she is um as gregarious and um fun as other actresses and i think that that her portrayal is a little too 
serious and dry for, I think, the average viewer. So she would have made a better Batman. 100%. Okay. I think she would have been a great Batman, actually. I think, yeah. Brie Larson would have been a fucking awesome Batman. She really would. Well, I think the one reason, uh, one of the big reasons why people didn't like her as Captain Marvel, it's all these stupid fucking incels who are like, remind they she reminds them of a woman in their life who stood up for herself and said, fuck off, I'm not going to yeah. sleep with you. Yeah. All right. So that's why I don't know if we should use, so the whole basis around that, that me bringing that up there, Todd, is I don't know sure. if we should use Wonder Woman as a comparison mm-hmm. when it comes to and and that goes with that goes across right. the board of any female superhero just because it is we're seeing in in real time these and I'm sure a lot of them are our listeners and if they are get over yourselves but you see a lot of people who are you know upset about women being more in the forefront and not being this oh woe is me damsel in distress shit so it's you know you should have a side piece with the big tits exactly and that's what black widow was now the movie i didn't see i don't like black widow i don't think she's an interesting character i will say i love florence Pugh. so and i like the fact that yelena right isn't that her name Mm mm-hmm I love like the scenes I've seen with her. I adore um, because she's not. They they made her a little bit less like you know. She's a little bit more sarcastic and blah blah blah. So if we're gonna talk about is there you know a quintessential something or whatever, let's talk about another like we talked about Batman or Superman or mm-hmm. you know or even we. T- I mean I mentioned the Flash last week where it's like you know. Is there something that he wasn't a super like impressive person? But again, Batman had a show in the 60s. Sure. Wonder Woman had a show. Hulk had a show. Flash had a show. Like we're talking about these characters. There's just nothing interesting enough for us to get excited about Aquaman. I just don't think he's interested. There's nothing interesting about him. All right. Also, one thing I'll say about the Black Widow movie is if it was not um, branded Black Widow, if it was just like a spy movie would have been perfectly fine the biggest problem with that movie was because of the fact that we already know where Black Widow's story ends you know so and essentially in this it's almost worse than a prequel because there literally are no stakes like, yeah it's just that everything that takes place in this movie we know is self-contained because if there were repercussions from it we would have seen it flowing out into Infinity War and Endgame which doesn't mean that we still can't maybe see some things in upcoming Marvel projects on you know Disney Plus or in movies but that was the biggest problem was I just walked out feeling like I didn't care because it didn't matter. Yeah. So if you would have, if you would have taken that and said, Hey, this is James Bond or like they, let's say right. the new James Bond comes out and, sure. or you say it's, you know, it's a female spy movie. Like, you know, that would have been perfect. And it was just because of the fact that it was branded Marvel black widow. Other than that, it wasn't the movie itself wasn't bad. It was just how the characters that were in it, that it just didn't matter. So, yeah. so you're saying it would have been a better received movie if Marvel wasn't involved. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You can or if Marvel have... had done it, had released it and done it before Infinity War. No, you would have done it in between Infinity War. Well, I guess you, yeah, if it was like in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Somewhere like it's in a different place in the timeline. And I know it was on, it got fucked because of COVID and there was a bunch of stuff going on there, sure. but it really felt like a movie misplaced in time. Yeah. So, and not in a good way like Loki. I'm just saying. Yeah. So Iron Man translated into the film, did a decent job from a C list character to the forefront. But again, Again, here's another thing. Okay. He's an interesting character because sure. he, there, there was still that kind of, again, anti-hero type of thing with him where he's a shithead sure. and everything. But the other piece of it is, and I, I say this about Robert Downey Jr. and a lot of the stuff that he does, like when yeah. he did Sherlock, the Sherlock Holmes movies aren't that amazing. He is amazing as Sherlock Holmes. He is the reason mm-hmm. that you go see those movies and why you enjoy it. But the, but if you put anybody else in that role, it wouldn't have done well. It would have, no one would have seen it. It wouldn't have made any money. It, no, it would have gotten panned even more than it did because it didn't do wonderfully. But it, but people loved it because it's Robert Downey Jr. 
And with that said, Robert Downey Jr. is basically Iron Man. Like, if you read at this point in time, yeah, he's he's it's been he's not Iron Man's been molded to RDJ yeah. Yeah. at this point. <clears throat> so, yeah. well, and when he first came in, I just remember I remember watching a cartoon movie that was Iron Man mm-hmm. that came out a month or so after they announced that Robert Downey Jr. was going to be playing him, or maybe it was before they even announced about Robert Downey Jr. Sure. And when they announced it was Robert Downey Jr., I was like, it's perfect casting. Honestly, I think he could play it really, really well. He's got that edge to him that you can do it. But again, there is this this kind of interesting thing when it comes to Iron Man that you can play with as an actor. I kind of feel the same way about Aquaman as I do about Superman or even Captain America, where it's too perfect. There's nothing wrong with them. There's this, and and the whole Superman thing where, yeah, he's got kryptonite, whoopee-doo. But like, I just, there, he's too perfect. There's nothing interesting. He wears a set of glasses and no one knows it's him. Like, what the fuck kind of glasses are those and where can I get a pair? Like, oh, let me show you two pictures of Zoe Deschanel. I was just making that no. comment without bangs person at all you <laughs> see, change I her bangs and you have no that. idea see i don't i guess i don't see that because i've seen zoe in many many movies she was in all the real girls she was in uh uh elf that i love and obviously i love new girl so i guess i don't see it that way but i guess people can i know that i always used to scare the hell out of people when i didn't wear my glasses and they were like oh, you look very different so I guess I I get it, maybe, sure. either way. But right. there's just nothing, I never got the like, but at least he had powers that you could like hold on to, right? There was this interesting dynamic about him being brought up on Earth. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I liked the show Smallville, at least for the first few seasons, because it was this dynamic of, you know, he's trying to figure out who he is and where he kind of fits into everything. So Superman, that makes a little bit more sense. I think Captain America is extremely boring. I just think he's boring. I don't like him in the movies. I don't like his books. I didn't, I I just, I'm not a fan. He's just not interesting to me. Um, And I think a lot of the reason that so many people are like team cap in anything with the MCU is because it's Chris Evans. I don't think it has anything to do with the actual character. I think character's boring as shit. So that's my... The, the ones that I really think are interesting characters are the ones that are, you know, there's like Hulk with his anger, right? Mm-hmm. Here's his anger issues. Spider-Man with, you know, he's a teenager trying to figure out his life and then he gets bitten by a spider and now he's got to figure out all that crap. And Sure. It's, you know, and except for the, with the exception of Spider-Man 3, where you start rooting for the villain, it's just like, um, when it comes to Aquaman, there just isn't, there isn't anything that you're like, they could make it interesting, but his whole backstory just is like, "Mm, okay. All right. (laughs) <laughs> All right. There's a lot of, uh, when it comes to Bat- uh, Aquaman. Right? There, But it's, and it's not anything again, like we read five books. Sure. Todd, do you like him any more than before you read these five books? No, he's Would you can, well, the yeah, thing that's actually is, a really amazing point though. Like I hadn't thought about it that well, way, but that's no, a good point. Like, like, like and because that was the experiment, right? Was us right. to learn about a character that we don't know much about. Uh-huh. And the question is, is that has your perception of Aquaman changed where that you would be like, yeah, he's an interesting character. Because for me, I think he's even more boring than I thought he was before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The thing of it is, reading these five, I I don't think there was a single quintessential Aquaman story in there. And naming is like, what is a great Aquaman story? We didn't read one. Is there one? And see, that's the weird thing, though, because if you go online and like you read, like, check the reviews, like when I was buying it from Amazon, they're all very highly rated. So I'm like, if this I is like, don't the, trust reviews. Yeah, well, true. But also, there's that's why that's, we do a review show. Exactly. Yes. Don't trust us. <laughs> um, well, what I've always told people too is like, if as far as any kind of critic goes, either find someone you agree with 90% of the time and go see you and read what they do, or find someone you disagree with 90% of the time and go see the stuff they don't like. So yeah. Um, but so I'm thinking is a very very valid point. First of all, that. You know, yeah. do we feel any better or worse about this character? Because technically, I don't think I moved the needle. Yeah, no, not for me. It should have. It should have at least been like, oh my god, this was really good. And if we did read a good book, but it didn't make me want to go read anything else around him. Like you know, the first time you ever read a Batman book, we've 
talking about Batman a lot, you want to go read more Batman. But going back to the review thing, so if this is some of the best that Aquaman has had to offer in the last 30 years, mm-hmm. what the fuck is the shit then? Like, what what, what about the shitty stuff? Because no one, even the best comics have bad runs. So if this mm-hmm. is the best they have to offer, I don't want to go read anything else because I'm afraid of what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. Because what's interesting with these different authors, um, Jeff Johns, Dan Abnett, Kurt Busiek, even Those Kelly Sue DeConnick, and Peter David have had celebrated runs on different books or celebrated stories. All of these have, but none of them have been Aquaman. So this is an interesting thing. And you're like, oh, th- at the end of the day, is this is why Aquaman is C-list. I mean, you can say the same thing about Ant-Man too, but look, they made a good Ant-Man movie, made you like the character. Yeah, and the thing too, which uh, there's a similarity there on Ant-Man where they leaned into sort of the joke that Ant-Man, like there's, there was sort of like mm-hmm. that, that joke that like Ant-Man isn't, is like stupid as well. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, he gets bigger, he gets smaller. You know what I mean? They leaned into it, but then also delivered on it. Where they, And the first two of these books we read try to lean into, yes, we get the joke, but then they never deliver on it the way the Ant-Man... We did, did not read enough of the run to see whether or not they stuck the landing. In yeah, but defense. you have to want to keep reading, though. Sure, I'll give you that. You know? And I mean, to, to, to give credit where credit is due, I think what makes Ant-Man... I, actually, I would say what makes Ant-Man and the first Iron Man work are very similar, which is you have Paul yeah, Rudd and Robert Downey Jr. It's casting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and I think, yes, Jason Momoa is very pretty, but I don't necessarily know if... And he's endearing in interviews, but as an actor, like, I will... Like, after um, the the first of the new Jumanji movies, I suddenly became a Rock fan. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll go see Rock movies with The Rock in it. And, you know, <laughs> Rampage was eh, but whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, and I haven't seen Black Adam yet, but whatever. It was fine. I yeah. refuse. I have not... Like, every time I see a preview for a Jason Momoa thing, I'm like, well, he's pretty and he looks moody, but I, you know... But, like, you see him on interviews, and you're like, oh, he seems like a cool guy to have a beer with. But, like, that doesn't translate to his acting. But here's the thing... I feel like, and I feel like I have this mentality more so after watching that um, documentary, mm-hmm. Adam, was mm-hmm. that they ca- I feel like they casted Jason Momoa because from a male gaze perspective, he would make Aquaman cool because mm-hmm. he in turn look, he's buff and he's big and he's and he's cool right yeah but there's nothing else to him jason the reason why women love jason momoa yes he's pretty and everything but it's not the muscles it's the when you watch him in interviews he's goofy and he's playful and he has a cute little relationship with amelia clark and everyone was so in love with his marriage with um uh, whatever that Lisa Bonet and every, like that was the whole thing, right? Was that there was this other side to him that that's what women loved. But when you watch Aquaman, there's none of that. And I don't know if that's a Jason Momoa thing. That feels like it's just that character. You have to change the physical character before you can cast to make him cool and and likable and and everything there's just nothing there you have an interesting person that that's beautiful that you could do but there's just nothing there like there's and and i feel like had they if they would go back and change him a little bit like they did with um the batman that came out this year right was mm-hmm. this year yeah um, this year yeah that you know and i know people are kind of iffy on on Robert Pattinson playing him and everything. But I thought it was a really interesting view that we haven't seen when it comes to Batman. So Mm -hmm. could they do something like that with Aquaman? Stop trying to pull it off the comics. You know, give him a different personality. If you want to keep it dark, make it dark. Don't, I don't, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, there's, um, uh, I don't remember. I want to say it might have been Kevin Smith, but there was, I, I swear I heard somewhere that someone had had the idea, and maybe they actually wrote it as a comic. I don't know. Where they would do a story of Aquaman where he basically would have a fish in a fishbowl that he was talking to and he was driving cross country and with a buddy King comedy. Said that in an interview. Oh, that's right. Tom he King said it. that. Yeah. That's right. He might have said that at, at uh, WonderCon. Yeah, I think he did. We saw him say that at WonderCon, yeah, but I was like, I pitched yeah, it th- to the publisher and he went, nope. Yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> that idea with Jason Momoa playing Aquaman man would be awesome right like, that so, would be a great movie but it is but that's the whole thing right is you're you're it's not yeah. this generic let's just pull the comic like and put somebody book? cool in the role let's let's actually <laughs> dive in and make
make the character better. There's nothing, there's nothing to him. He's just a boring character. And I looked up the quintessential Aquaman stuff. They're books that we read this month. Oh, like, that's what's on the list. <laughs> I told yeah. you. So, yeah, I mean, it's that's here, yeah. the whole that's the thing that you know, we read the top ones for for this this character and He's C at best at this point. Like there just yeah. isn't anything. There's exciting. no ongoing title right now. No, there's just not. I mean, and I feel like even when you talk about the movies, most people I talk to either say, yeah, it was good. Or I fell asleep during it. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're like, I like Jason Momoa. Like that's basically the extent of it. And now it's this constant back and forth about uh, what the hell's her name because yeah. of the whole trial Amber. with. Yeah. Oh, Amber Heard, yeah. With uh with Johnny Depp. And it's just like, so you totally lose anything else that has to do with the movie. So even if people go to see the second one, it's not gonna be because they love Aquaman. And it's gonna be for the same reason why people went to go see Don't Worry Darling, which by the way was a shitty movie. Um, so yeah, I just I didn't see it. It's on HBO. Okay. Um, and I ha- I had to, it was like a train wreck. It you know what the problem is? <laughs> <laughs> that movie itself was a great premise. The idea was fantastic. The execution was absolute shit. Absolute shit. So that's where your problem is. Um, Harry Styles is not ready oh. to be a leading man by any means. Any everyone's, like everyone's going back and forth in that one, the gay movie he's in called like My Policeman or something like that. It's, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I got a screener for it, but everyone's like either loves it or hates it or it's just funny. So I just Here's think the thing. I'd rather have something where you either loved it or hated it. Like that you, you swung you swung for the fences on that. But yeah, I also was just thinking about the fact of like, and I know I'm not the first person to point this out, but between Amber Heard and um ezra Ross miller too. and i mean the dc cinematic universe like they cannot fucking cast you know at least as far as actors who can not fuck up their personal lives you know to save their life like it's just really interesting like that's weird i never thought about that well until, i mean i'm sure other people have but like yeah that's i don't know i th- the thing about ezra miller that really bums me out is like i really thought he was great in the perks of being a wallflower and yes I, thought, mm-hmm. I would love him to be a big star and then the dude just turned into a fucking Went freak cuckoo? show oh yeah. my god like yeah i kind of felt the same Cocoa way about Puffs, miles man. teller yeah, Miles I Teller. Miles I was like, Teller. I saw Whiplash. I'm like, this guy's awesome. And then, like, every interview that comes out after that, and then I don't know. I just cannot get behind that guy. I think the problem I have with Miles Teller is I think he had a lot of success, and it went to his head really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he. I mean, I mean, come on, Brian. You know, actors like they all have an ego, and it is what it is. And his just fed in a little bit more than I think that. And I'll give him this. He didn't hide it. There are a lot of people that play, that play the fake bitch and then it comes out Ellen and everyone, you know, is like, and, and I'm like, you can't tell it's fake bitch. I'd much rather somebody flat out just be egotistical because yeah. at least you're seeing he's not, he's not lying to you. He's not, you know, he's not doing anything illegal. He's just kind of an ass. Um, yeah. The, the cult stuff might be a little borderline, but yeah. But so Andrew Keegan has a cult too. Who's Andrew so, Keegan? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay. 10 things I hate about you. Uh-huh. Joey, the model. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, he has. Oh, my God. That's funny. He's a cult. Well, and then you've got Allison Mack, who's in jail right now. Dude, I am obsessed with The Vow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so good. I'm not caught up on the second season. I've watched all the first season. I think I'm one episode behind in the current season. I just watched the the newest episode. I am obsessed. Well, and I was watched every documentary on it. Well, yeah. Also, because like, yeah, I'm very similar because like I sort of had like a celebrity crush on Allison Mack when she was on Smallville. Like, Mm. I. I, and then all of a sudden, I was always like, whatever happened to her? Like, you know what I mean? And she, then all of a sudden, that all came out and was like, oh. She wow. was in a movie. It was a Showtime movie directed by Eric Stoltz. And it was before Smallville. It was called My Horrible Year. And okay. I loved it so much. Mimi She's Rogers also voice in the in Ant Foley, for whatever reason, I remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved it. I loved her. And yeah, she went. But you know, it's funny, Brian, because you talk about DC and their casting. Oh fuck She's yeah! She was one. on Smallville. She oh was my on God. Smallville. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is there a DC curse? There I, might be. 
do you like is is there a danger of being in a DC movie and having fucking something terrible happen? Well, like, I mean, Ben Affleck finally married J Lo, so I think that was his curse. I mean, Christopher <laughs> Reeve fell, and you know. Life-altering accident. Like if you play the Joker, you've got a fifty percent chance of winning the Oscar. Yeah, you also have a fifty percent chance of not completely losing your fucking mind. Uh, well, Kevin Spacey was in Superman. Oh my god! Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was Lex Luthor. Wow. Yeah, Margot, uh, uh, Margot Kidder. Who, who's uh, Lois in the first movies? She's like yeah. had some weird. Oh, Margot, uh, Margot Robbie? No, Margot. No, no, no. Uh, Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn. Margot. It's like Kidder. Kidder? It's almost a K. Um, um, or a case, Margo, at least. Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder, yeah. Yeah, Margot Kidder. Like, she's, like, walked into people's houses and had dinner with them. And, like, I don't know 100% what is going on, but she's had some issues there as well. Wow. I mean, Christopher Reeve didn't actually have a good time of it either, so. Well, I mean, I, I mentioned that. No, yeah, uh, he mentioned yeah. Christopher Reeves. Yeah, yeah, so that's why I'm saying, like. Oh, that's fascinating. I think there, I think you may be onto something there, Brian. <laughs> well, and then, you know, Joss Whedon, like, sort of took over directing for Joss. Justice League, and then it came out that he's a fucking monster. Which I hate because I sent a text to um, a few people last night. Tori and I watched Dr. Horrible's sing-along vlog. And, Mm -hmm. oh God, I forgot how funny it is. And just how good. I God, I love Neil Patrick Harris. He was so good in it. My mother loves Nathan Fillion, and I was like, Mm -hmm. well, he's an ass in this. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I, oh God, it's so good. And then I was like, oh fuck i forgot this is joss whedon so, yeah. yeah well it sucks too because he did um after they did the avengers he did like at his home he filmed much to do about nothing and that's yeah. a fantastic version of that of that play and it's got like yeah. nathan fillion clark gregg you've got a ton of people all just all, all of his friends were like hey let's do a movie together at your house and it's like and yeah it just goes back to it sucks that like he's such an asshat because he does good stuff oh, wait we forgot about gal gadot with her imagine video oh my god she did stuff in that one <laughs> that's not as bad as some of the others on the list but that is funny yeah but that's, yeah oh good lord so yeah it's i just forgot because i looked up and it's here dc casting curse fuck we're not the first person to come up with it but i'm fascinated no. okay who else do they have Did, listed? didn't we miss anybody ryan reynolds because he was green lantern well yeah he didn't really get cursed he actually yeah he, he no made, like i ended his marriage well yeah but also started his current one yeah so um so who they have on this thing they've got gal gadot Ben Affleck, Amber Heard, Ezra Miller, Ryan Reynolds. I'm trying to see who else here. I think the Ryan Reynolds is a stretch, but Ray I also Ray love Fisher? Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Who? Ray Fisher. Oh, yeah. He's the board. guy who brought, he's the one who got all the Joss Whedon stuff started. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, Gal Gadot. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, that's um. Funny. So yeah, it is not an unheard of thing. It is it is it is a, <laughs> curse. a curse. They didn't go back as far cuz the, the this article just came out in May sure. uh-huh. of this year, but in reality, it's been going on for a while. <laughs> oh dude, dude, the guy who played Superman in the serials ended up committing suicide like in the old black and white serials movie, mm-hmm. there's a the movie Hollywood mm-hmm. Led with Ben Affleck in it playing I think it's George Reeves, is that the name? I think it's George uh, George Reeves, the original one, yeah. 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 yeah so, like, yeah. Oh my so there God. was a there has been a curse on DC characters, I think, from many, many, many years ago. Wow. Okay. So someone needs to go find the rock and then Zachary Levi and wrap them in a really big blanket because I can't have anything bad happen to them. I, I mean Ryan Reynolds turned out okay though. So you know You know okay. why? Because I think he got it reversed because he went over to Marvel. Well he did Wolverine X-Men Origins. That's true. It's true. But he did get wow. he, he did fix it in Deadpool 2 though. No, but remember he, he goes did it. Remember he, he goes back and shoots no, like, himself. Here's the thing. Green Ryan Reynolds did have like I love Ryan Reynolds, but there was a major drought in his career. Like oh yeah. There was a you know there was there was a big like oh oh shit and like also though I think that also made Ryan Reynolds a more interesting person in general because he's as much as a as, of an actor and a comedian as he is that I love as a businessman he's also fascinating with what he he does sure. and he does all of it very well with a good sense of humor and you know I don't know like there's there's 
something very respectable about that aspect of it as well. Well, and everyone always forgets he got a start in a guy, a girl, in a pizza place. Oh, no, I have not forgotten. I fucking love that show. No, 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 yeah. no. No, 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 no. He was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the movie that they did before they did the television show. Wow. Huh. There you go. Okay. But I think what happened with him was the Van Wilder effect, because if you look like every single movie he was in after Van Wilder, he was like typecast as that character. Even yeah. in Blade Trinity, it was like Van Wilder Vampire Hunter kind of thing. And then he well, did Henry movie. Yeah. Yeah. Vampire and then he did Andy <laughs> It was. He was a smart ass mm-hmm. like Van Wilder. And yeah. um still plays the character today. Which yeah. is one of my well, favorite lines ever. I don't think he's acting. Right? No, I think yeah. But I agree. I will tell you, one of the scariest movies I have ever seen, he starred in, and it's What's all it? Brian's fault that I watched it. Well, the Amityville or something. Am- Amityville horror. Yeah. Really? Oh, I, I, mean, I did not the, like that movie. Brian, do you not remember us getting back to the apartment and me making you check every every ceiling before <laughs> I would walk in the door like i was scared bitless after that movie i vaguely oh remember God. that but also i'm just enough of a horror nerd that i just remember really liking that movie actually i just remember because you maybe watched the original and the original is super campy and it wasn't it was like also okay. has margot kidder in it too <laughs> and <laughs> and then we saw the second we saw the remake and i'm like and even brian was like i thought he was i thought they changed the ending i thought he was gonna kill everybody <laughs> Yeah, it's like, he was creepy. Yeah. He was horribly creepy. So yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. He played Seth in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes, that but was, he was in X Files before that. He was in one episode. Still, I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm just okay. So going back to the DC curse, there actually is a Wikipedia page, and this does go back to like the 40s. And there's this one Lee Quigley who played Superman as a baby in the 1978 film, died in 99 at age 14 of a heart attack. Fuck. Like there is. Yeah, those are like that's actually just the Superman people, but then it goes to Margot Kiddo, Richard Pryor. Um, oh yeah. Uh to do the DVD crew of Superman Returns. Oh, right. Three people involved in the creation of the Superman Returns DVD. One fell down a flight of stairs, another was mugged and assaulted, and a third smashed into a glass window. Yeah. All right. So the the moral of the story is stay away from DC. Yeah. If you don't work for them. Basically. And someone <laughs> someone put the rock in a plastic bubble somewhere, please. <laughs> That Brandon Routh never did anything again. Dean Kane never did anything good again. Routh had several seasons on Legends of Tomorrow. The only one who's really escaped it is Henry Cavill. Todd, what? Scott Pilgrim. Dude, Scott Pilgrim fought a lot of future superheroes. He fought he really uh, Captain, Captain Marvel and Captain America and Superman. And yeah. is there anybody else in there? Well, and technically, Mae Whitman was the voice of Katara in uh, in yeah. Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. There you go. So he fought a waterbender. <laughs> well, technically, he didn't fight her. I guess that's true. So, yeah. Oh, and um, and then. Um, uh, Ramona Flowers ended up being in uh, the Birds of Prey. Oh yeah, huh? yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, go figure. Yep. Okay. Well, that's we a are. that's we veered so <laughs> very far off course. That's where we're gonna end this. Cheers, y'all. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so we're gonna do uh, two books in December. We don't know what the fuck they are, but we'll figure that out here in a minute. Um, and then uh, we're gonna take a couple weeks off for the holidays, and uh, and then in January we uh, we have some game plans. But as of right now, it's written by Todd, so I don't know if Elena's gonna allow that to happen. <laughs> so uh, that might be changing so uh thank you all for joining us and uh we will see you next week for something i don't know what it'll be but it'll be something we'll read it we'll, we'll read talk it about it and we Elena might read- will either hate it or doesn't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> either or is, either or. is either i mean or. there you go column a column b yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay well thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you all later bye bye, bye. No more experiments.